I'm going in. It's too big. Size matters not. Didn't go in. So it's big. Hey everybody, welcome to episode five of Hoth Topic, our spin-off show from the Sarlacc Digest podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Chris. You'll know me as Darth out on the Sarlacc show. Uh, today's uh, show we're going to kind of get into. I don't even know what I'm really going to talk about today. I've got a couple topics I want to get into. Um, I am going to start off with kind of uh, going through some shit that's been going on the, the last two weeks in the internet world, the news world, and everything else. Um, I want to preface this by saying I've been very, very proud of the Sarlacc crew and, and our pages and everything else on how we are very, very... Uh, of into bringing real news and verifying things and not spreading nonsense for clicks and for likes and for listens. We don't bring shit up just to bring shit up to get everybody excited or riled up um, and not be real. What I'm finding is, uh, and I know I talk about this all the time, but it's, it's like my biggest pet peeve, and you guys got to hear it, and I'm sorry, it is fake news, fake bullshit, and clickbait. I can't stand it, but here we go again, and and this week we're gonna go right into Yokoto Bantha Pudu. That's right. So this week's Bantha Pudu is full of all sorts of stuff. Okay, and we did cover a lot of it on on Sarlacc, but I just want to get just a little bit deeper because we had some trolls this week, um, both on Facebook and on Instagram, and I, I like to go through and just kind of talk about the the state of the fandom, the state of my my mentality, where I'm at. Um, if you follow the pages, the uh, Starlight Digest on Instagram and Hot Topic Podcast, you'll notice that I used to post four, five, six times a day all over the place, um, specifically on Starlight. Uh, Hoth is a little newer. But I had to slow down after about two months of Last Jedi because, honestly, there's only so much bullshit I can take from people. Um, the same shit, the same repetitive, oh, who hates The Last Jedi? Oh, who hates this? Oh, who wants that? And it's nonsense over and over and repetitive and, and very little creativity. There's a few really good pages, don't don't get me wrong. A lot, a lot of cool guys out there a lot of, and gals and a lot of great pages. But there are so many people that just can't get their head out of their ass and it drives me nuts. And in order for me to keep wanting to do podcasts and be part of this great family that I, I do still think exists, I've had to step back a little bit off of the internet because um, the guys will tell you, and if you know, like I said, my name is Chris Franz. If you see me on Facebook and you watch any of the uh, the Star Wars pages, I'm in there, and I was, for a while I was just trolling the trolls, fighting everything. Like I took it upon myself to be, you know, Star Wars' savior and, and go in there like it was being bullied, and I had to go in there and protect it and stand next to it and, and just be the one to, to give real news all the time. Um, but honestly, that gets a, a little tiresome, so I've slowed down a bit there. But this week, in the last two weeks, a whole bunch of stuff came up. And, and the first one was, and this is the one that, that really got me fueled up at first, was the cancellation of the standalone movies. And I know, again, we've covered this on Starlight, but I'm going to go through it again. How the fuck can you cancel something that was never announced, even halt it? How can you do any of that if it was never announced? And that pretty much came from them as well. Um, ABC News, Lucasfilm had said through ABC News, nothing's changed, nothing's different today than it was yesterday. So why is everybody making a big deal out of stuff? This Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, the Fett movie, um, and all of a sudden, right the day after that, everybody started talking about a Moss Eisley movie. Come on, guys, nothing's been fucking announced. The only things that are announced are the trilogy from Ryan Johnson, 
the movie series from the Game of Thrones guys. We don't know if it's two, three, four, ten movies. It's just a series of movies from the Game of Thrones guys. Resistance, the animated series, and then the uh, the live action television series from John Favreau, which he's done writing at least half of the first season. Those are the only things that are announced. That's all we know. And now we know that, that Clone Wars has a special thing going on at San Diego Comic-Con, so I can't wait for that, by the way. If they give me another fucking episode, I'm, I'm just going to be hyped. They, you know what I want? I'm, no, I'm off track here. You know what I want from that? Give me fucking Dark Disciple on a direct-to-DVD video. Man, I will do backflips for fucking days if that comes up. Anyway, back to the Bantha Poodoo. So, big thing was, oh, you know, Disney's freaking out, so... They all had these big meetings and everything's on hold now. That's Where did people get this shit? Somehow everybody thinks they have inside source and that's all it ever is. Is Hey, um, I have an inside source that told me that they're uh, canceling all the movies because Solo did so bad. Your inside source is full of shit. And you know why I know that? Because your inside source was full of shit on Rogue One. Your inside source was full of shit on The Force Awakens. Your inside... Source was full of shit on The Last Jedi. Your inside source was full of shit on Solo. So your inside source is full of shit on this. So when I go through these places and all these these websites and these YouTubers and all this stuff, your inside sources are shit. You're shit for, for spreading this and, try, and really fucking up this fandom. Because whatever's going on now, and like I said, with Solo... I don't want to use the word bombing because it's made more than its budget. The budget was like 250, between 250 and $300 million after the reshoots. That's a lot of fucking money. Right, they've made what three hundred and sixty, three hundred and seventy million at this point. So they've made their money back, broke even. It's not a Star Wars hit like a billion dollars, like it should be. But they, you know what's whose fault is that? The fucking internet. It's not your your goddamn boycott. That's not what it is. It's the senseless bullshit talk on the internet and all these fake pieces of news, and that's what gets it done. So fuck all that. So back again. I'm gonna I'm gonna be ranting, ranting here for a couple minutes. I can tell. So. The cancellation of rumored, the rumored cancellation of rumored movies by a unspecific source is bullshit. You guys got to start learning how to read bullshit better. Okay. The other one that was uh, the other rumor was that Kathleen Kennedy is on her way out, um, and Ke- and Kevin Feige was on his way in. Like Kevin Feige has all sorts of fucking time to come into Star Wars, right? Like he's the savior for everything. Like who does this? this is like this is like fan theory bullshit. Right there. Uh, there is no reason for him to come into Star Wars. He's not a Star Wars guy. He, he, may, be, he may love Star Wars, but it's not like he's part of the, the organization in that realm. He's got Marvel to handle. Why would he jump ship over to here? It doesn't make any fucking sense. But that's the rumor, so it goes on, it goes on the internet, so everybody wants to talk about it. Right? Um, the other one was, oh, this was the one that the troll got me on, and we went off for like a day, a full day with this asshole. So they're talking about, oh, the boycott, the force is strong with the boycott, and oh, we caused this, and oh, we caused that. And watch behind the, or beyond the trailer YouTube. This guy, first of all, says, I said, what are your sources? I said, nothing you say makes any sense. Give me a fucking source, because you're arguing with, with uh, me on the page, you're arguing with Moocher, you're arguing with, uh, with uh, Loremaster on there, Star Wars Loremaster, you're arguing with a whole bunch of our people on the internet about stuff, and all you keep saying is the force is strong with the boycott, and this is happening, and I ask where your sources are, and the fucking answer is Mike Zero and Beyond the Trailer YouTube. What the fuck? If Mike Zero is your source, stay off my fucking page. Um, if, If Mike Zero is your source and Beyond the Trailers are your only source for news, you have no fucking clue because they have no fucking clue. 
All right, beyond the trailer. So I watched it because I, I'm I'm an open-minded guy. If this, if this place has good news, I'm gonna go ahead and listen to it. Let me hear this source. Let me hear this this person actually talk about Star Wars. Let's hear let's hear let's hear the speech. First thing on there, very okay. It's like a political uh, uh, news, right? If you go onto a a uh, a Republican type uh, news feed or a Democratic type news feed. You're gonna hear their side swayed to either side. I'm not political. I don't give a fuck, right? Uh, I'm I'm separatist or republic as far as I'm concerned. But they sway their own way, and you can see it if you're not blind. You can see people sway the news the way they want. Well, these sites are the same fucking way. They know clicks come from from dissension. They know clicks come from controversy. So they start the controversy. But when she comes on, she starts out talking about how Star Wars is a shit show right now. So right away, you, you've, you've got to have your radar set to stun or your or set, to, set to look for it and your blaster set to stun to, to knock down some of this bullshit. Because here it comes. If you're saying that the Star Wars universe right now is, is horse shit, then nothing comes out of your mouth is going to be credible at all. It's, it's, you're already swaying one side. You're already trying to sway your listeners to that end. I'll tell you right now, if I thought Last Jedi was bullshit... And a horrible movie, I would tell you. The the day it came out, we were really worried about it. Okay? We told you guys that on Sarlacc. A couple watches later, we had to go and be open minded, get all of our fan theories out, get my our our, our, our notion our, our preconceived notions out, all of that, and then it became a good movie. Not a fantastic movie, not a piece of art. Well, it's a piece of art, but not a masterpiece. Um and it's ranked like seven or eight, you know, out of the out of the movies. It's it's not phenomenal, but it's not the shit show. And these guys want to just talk about all this stuff being a shit show. Solo wasn't a shit show. Rogue One wasn't a shit show. TFA wasn't a shit show. TLJ wasn't a shit show. It could have used work. I would have done things different. But guess what? It's not my story to tell. So, what the fuck? Anyway, this is how the story goes from beyond the, the, the trailer's YouTube page. Um, There was a top secret meeting at Disney. And it's with Bob Iger. And with Kathleen Kennedy, and they're talking about her job, and that nobody wants to take her job. Like, like you can find nobody to fucking take over Lucasfilm. Are you out of your fucking mind? I'll take over Lucasfilm right now. Anybody will take over Lucasfilm. Who wouldn't want to take over Lucasfilm? You're a fucking idiot for first saying that. So this top secret meeting where there's guards at the door, we know what's being said inside, that Kathleen Kennedy's job is on the line, but nobody will take it. This is what's happening behind closed doors. And that he needed help. So who did he bring in? Kevin Fahey. He brought in Marvel execs. He brought in Pixar execs. Okay, at this point, your fucking bullshit radar has to be just buzzing, right? Your spidey sense has to be tingling like crazy. Because you're like, who the fuck? <laughs> if, I'm, if, I'm, uh, if I'm the head of Verizon and I'm having problems, I'm going to all of a sudden bring in the head. No, don't no, get me wrong. It's a little bit different because there are subsidiaries of each other, Pixar and, and Marvel and Disney and everything. But I'm going to pull in somebody from Sprint, somebody from MC, uh, uh, Metro and all these AT&T and everybody, and we're going to talk about Kathleen Kennedy's job because that's what we're going to do. What kind of fucking person would bring in executives from other entities of the company and talk about somebody else's job? That's not how executives work. You're not going to do that, right? And that's that's another, like, oh, this what a cool fan theory. We're going to have all these mega places like Pixar makes gold and... And uh, Marvel makes gold. You know what? Star Wars makes gold too, dumbasses. Everybody has a miss. I didn't like Incredibles too. I think that was a huge miss, right? Um, I don't think Doctor Strange was phenomenal or Dark World was phenomenal or Iron Man 3 was phenomenal. I think those were kind of misses. Um, everybody has a miss, and it's okay. In a, in a large-ass franchise that makes bajillions of dollars, you can have a miss or two. It's okay. Um, but by, by saying that, but honestly, you think we're going to believe 
and people do believe this, by the way. So it, it makes me really ill that you just had a you had a basically a job um, a review, right? Your boss sits you down for a job review. And he's gonna bring in three other employees to go through your review and talk about your job performance and see if we should fire you or not with you there. That's fucking retarded. Okay, so by by believing that, I, I lose hope in 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 a lot of the fan base there if they believe that. The other part that you get your bullshit detector going, right, is the fact that, again, top secret meeting, executives, basically Iger's circle of gold, right? If it's true, Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm. I mean, the biggest fucking, you know, licensees of, of, of all time right here in the room. And guards outside. Nobody knows what's going on in this, in, in this meeting. Yet somehow there's a leak. You think we can't get a script leak from Star Wars, or, or shots from the set, but somehow we got into a top-secret meeting with the most powerful man at Disney, with his inner circle of powerful executives from all these companies, and somebody fucking leaked information? Are you serious right now? Heads would fucking roll. Bob Iger would take them all fucking out. Are you are you dense? That That's going to happen. So this is the news from your unconfirmed source, your top-secret can't-tell-you source about this top-secret fucking meeting. You're writing fucking fan fiction about real-life stuff. That's ridiculous. Just stop yourself. All right, so rant over on that one. Okay, that was all the bantha poodoo. Now, there are a couple other rumors that I'll entertain for a minute just because you guys know I like to theory craft and, and go through that kind of stuff. And I've kind of already theorized a lot of these things. Uh, word around the campfire is that Billy D. Williams will be in nine. Um, that's unconfirmed. It's rumor. I think a lot of it's for clicks. I don't think there's anywhere near confirmed. But... I do believe it's going to happen. If you guys recall, we did a, uh, we I did a entered a contest a while back on Toy Fiend's site, um, and won a crawl contest. And in that crawl, I had General Calrissian coming back into the fight. You know, drawn back in after the death of his friend and the, you know, the destruction of everyone and the death of Luke and the story. I, I swear, I think Lando is going to come back. I think he was stuck somewhere. Um, during this big skirmish when they asked for help. He couldn't get there in time or he showed up just a second too late. Whatever happened, I think Lando just couldn't get there and he wanted to. My big theory was he was the reason, like when Maz was at a labor dispute or a union dispute off-planet, I want to think that was with Lando, and that's 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 where my head is. So, But do I see Billy D coming back? Fuck yeah. I think he looked great um, at the solo premiere. I think he's ready to go. We know the voice is still there because he does Rebels. He's still smooth. He can still do it. He's still charismatic. He's a lot older, and he's using the cane. But, hell, shit. I mean, not like anybody else is a spring chicken. I don't I don't need him jumping around doing shit and blasting stuff. I need a leader, right? We saw Akbar sitting all the time, and everybody went ape shit when he died. So Lando can live through this whole thing. We can have him help and lead as, as a veteran leader. I'm totally, totally cool with that. The other rumor, of course, revolves around Kenobi because just about every other rumor revolves around Obi-Wan Kenobi. Word is that we could see uh, Obi-Wan's Force Ghost in in Episode Nine. I'm totally down with that. You guys know that I theorized before uh, Last Jedi that I, I wanted to see a Force Ghost Council. Um, at the time, talking to Luke, I wanted to see uh, Mace, Yoda, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan all talking to him. Maybe not Mace, but at least Qui-Gon, Yoda, and Obi-Wan all talking to Luke. And now at this point, I would love to see Luke, Obi-Wan, Yoda, Qui-Gon, uh, possibly even Anakin at this point, unless Anakin's fucking with with Kylo or Luke's fucking with Kylo, something, right? I would love to see all the ghosts in here, like one big fucking happy ghost-ass Force family. Um, I would dig that. So if that rumor is true, cool, man. I- I'm I'm totally down. 
Um, I don't see any problem with that. I just don't like when people say confirmed. You know, you guys know that that drives me the wrong fucking way. Don't tell me uh, Billy D. Williams is confirmed. Though, when you see his son's Twitter, he says something. I'm going to paraphrase. He says, don't ask me about the Lando rumors. I can say nothing. I can neither confirm nor deny it. I guess we'll all just have to wait and see. That's pretty tricky and pretty silly for somebody to say who doesn't ever talk about Lando. So to say that about his dad, uh, you kind of want to lean that way. But there's still no confirmation. Um, I'd, I'd, bench, I'd put money down that it did, that, that it is going to happen. But it is no way, nowhere near con- confirmed. Now, let's jump into uh, the, the meat of this whole episode. Last week, I did a, a really big breakdown on Luke Skywalker and his whole arc. And we got a lot of really good feedback from that. Nothing really negative. It's not that everybody agreed. We had... Uh, you know, differing opinions, but I think the episode went went pretty well. I had fun. I didn't even listen to it myself. I, I talked so much and I blew my own mind. I didn't want to listen to it again. I thought I'd freak myself out. But I kind of want to do character studies like that going forward and kind of looking at things. So today I'm I'm kind of twisting. I I told Mucha earlier. I said I'm not sure if I'm going to do uh, Darth Maul and Obi Wan, how their stories kind of mirror each other, or I want to do the relationship between Han, Leia, and Ben. Um, and I'm kind of torn. I told him, I said, if this thing goes about 20 minutes before, I said, I'm probably going to do Obi-Wan. If it's less, I'll probably do uh, Han and Leia and Ben. But right now, I'm about 16 minutes deep. So so uh, I say, fuck it. I'm going to be totally unprofessional today, and I'm going to flip a goddamn coin. And uh, I'm going to see what I'm going to talk about today. So we're going to go heads for Obi-Wan and Maul, tails for the Solo family. Heads it is, Obi-Wan and Maul. Now, I am going to warn you ahead of time. I don't plan this shit out. I didn't plan out the Luke talk very much. All I did was, uh, I knew I was going to talk about Luke that week, so I looked up how many people died in the Death Starks. I knew I wanted to talk about that at some point. I didn't realize it was going to hit me as hard as it did. So this week, we're going to just kind of just start ranting on Obi-Wan and Maul. Um, Something I like to talk about with them is, I didn't realize it until... Rebels, the very end of Rebels and the very the last scene with Maul and Obi-Wan, that their stories mirrored each other, like opposites of each other, I should say, the entire time. And it never really occurred to me until that last moment when Obi-Wan was holding him. So I want to go back all the way to The Phantom Menace. And if you guys know this right now, if you haven't heard on Sarlacc, we're going to start diving into each movie and we're going to start with Phantom Menace coming soon and we're going to kind of like mystery science theater it or director commentary it with the Sarlacc crew with the movie in the background and kind of go through and talk about lore and why people are doing things and their motivations and their backgrounds and all that stuff. But for right now, I'm going to stick with these two guys. So let's go to Phantom Menace. At this point, they're both basically apprentices, right? Obi-Wan is Qui-Gon's Padawan, and Darth Maul is uh, Sidious's uh, apprentice. So we've got two young, very strong Force users. Well, you'd like to think to myself at this point, ultimate good and ultimate evil, right? The, or the the possibility of it from each. Both very powerful, both very strong-willed. I'd venture to say cocky. I mean, um, throughout that whole movie, Obi-Wan was awesome. I thought Hugh McGregor and that, um, and young Obi-Wan before he was calmed down, was walking around thinking, we'll handle this, and just pushing people back. Like, he has everything. He has no problem at all. Very cocky, kind of... Um, jumps up and talks to Boss Nass, and everything Obi-Wan did was very confident, very cocky. Well, then you got Darth Maul, on the other hand, who's the same fucking way, right? And he's 
super confident, can take on two Jedi and anybody else around him. Doesn't matter at all. He's he's been trained for this. He's been waiting for this. At last, we're coming out for this, you know. And and he's got his master, and uh, Obi Wan's got his, and, and and their their fates are going to meet up later, and hence duel of the fates, right? But um, throughout this whole thing, you know, Obi Wan is kind of fighting with his his piece here and and trying to you know please Qui-Gon become a knight has a little bit of jealousy towards towards Anakin goes kind of you can see Obi-Wan's you know his struggle a little bit we don't get to see Maul's struggle a ton but we kind of know from the old legends and a little bit in comics and stuff that he was being used um by Sidious uh for his ultimate plan of taking over and and being his assassin and all of that, I won't get too deep into that. But they're they're kind of both being used by their their masters, but for different reason. I think Qui Gon really thinks that Obi Wan's going to be one of the greatest Jedi ever. Um, that he's going to have to in the in the end he's going to have to train the Chosen One. All of this, and on this side, Sidious is just using Maul to further the Sith, or at least further himself, and perhaps Dooku at this point. You know, kind of in the background, not as much um, Maul. Okay, so when they meet later and and they they battle and Qui Gon is ultimately killed, we get this face off, and this is the one where you kind of realize they're all, they're probably close to the same age too, right? So they're just both full of emotion, even though right now after Maul kills Qui Gon, he looks calm, but you know his his rage is just going on inside. And this is one of my favorite parts of all the movies, and it, I don't think it gets enough attention really, is when um, Obi Wan is bouncing behind that force field on Theed. And he's just ready to go, and he he's bouncing. Lightsaber comes on quick, um, ready to go. He's not in the light side right there, guys. There's no way. I mean, he's he. This is his anger, his rage. Everything is coming out. His master just died. He sees the demon that just did it, um, and he's coming straight for him. You know, he's coming out with everything blaring, and and um, that's not his calm Jedi training. That's 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 raw emotion. Um, so that's neat to see to see these two go at it in their youth. Um, and one of the cooler fights, especially in the very beginning when we first saw Phantom Menace, I mean, that was, I would have taken another three, four minutes in that fight because that would have been awesome. That was, I, I had a lot of fun watching that fight. Um, but we get to see that part and ultimately, you know, obviously Obi-Wan has the low ground and, and beats Maul because that's obviously, um, Obi-Wan's thing is having low ground. But this point right here is the shift in both of their, their lives, right? Um, Maul, who at the time we figure is dead, we know later is not, is defeated, um, sh- kind of shunned away or fallen away, um, losing what he has, okay? While Obi-Wan is elevated, becomes a Jedi Knight, um, takes on a, a Padawan, um, is now training the Chosen One, and now is, is into that piece. So he's rising up in the ranks as as Maul basically just fell down the ranks, right? One, it literally fell down the fucking... Uh, pit. So this is where they, they start changing a bit, and you see the the opposites going. Now, over the next couple years, we see um, the Clone Wars take place. Okay, Obi Wan at this point is one of the greatest Jedi out there. Um, during the Clone Wars, he's he's him and Anakin are famous for being basically the 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 heroes of the galaxy. Um, Maul is forgotten. Okay, but living. Basically, in a in a junk pile, a spider mall or whatever you want to call him, is is down on the, on the junk planet and and eating whatever gets thrown to him and 
is a complete fucking twisted mess in his mind and, and just wants revenge and help. So you have one thriving and one struggling, okay? Oh, let's take let's go back just a little bit. I should have started with this, okay? The the mirror part started way earlier than that. We just talk about it a little bit. You know Obi-Wan was taken as a child from his family and, and become a to become a Jedi. That's normal Jedi stuff. We don't have the background on it, but we know that's it. Where Maul has the same type of thing. Where Sith don't exactly have the kid rule. They can grab somebody and become their apprentice pretty much at any age. Maul was taken from Mother Talzin by Sidious as a baby. So that that whole thing too, and he was trained up to be evil and to be an assassin and to be this and that. Well, Obi Wan again was raised to be a Jedi, you know, um, uh, selfless and 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 good and, and and all those things in the light side. So it's the mirroring started way before even where I started in episode one. But here we go now into the the Clone Wars, and and you've got one thriving and one falling apart. When um, Savage finds this twisted, messed up Maul, and Mother Talzin comes and 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 fixes him. Now we're at the point where Maul is nothing but again rage and wants revenge and and wants you know to to get Kenobi and wants to take down Sidious and and this Dooku and everybody that that, that really screwed him in his whole life. He's no longer Sith. He is just Maul. And you know it's, it's again it's, it's a it's a fun little opposite piece where Obi-Wan's in the middle of a war. Don't get me wrong. It's not like he's having a blast all the time, but he's Obi-Wan. Again, he's calm. He's got friends. He's got all these things going for him. Um, besides a fucking war, obviously. But he's basically got family and the Jedi and Anakin and Ahsoka and all this stuff. And um, while Maul has nothing. But now he has his brother. Now he has Mother Talzin again. Yada, yada, yada. Well, as they go through it and we see Sidious you know, shuns him and, 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 you know, Duke, who's his new guy and all these things. And, and Maul's like, fuck it. You know, I'm going to run my own thing and I have to find my own way through this. And he has nobody to help him while Obi-Wan again is with everybody and has everybody. They're just going opposite complete directions. Okay. And when they kind of meet up on, uh, during the Mandalore arc and, and Maul's arc and, um, Maul takes down Satine. So now he's taking things that he loves, you know, Kenobi took everything, from Maul, um, his he was no longer an apprentice. Was never lo- no longer going to be a Sith. He had plans on ruling the galaxy with Sidious and one day taking over. And Kenobi took that. So then, what Kenobi loves is Satine, and here goes Maul taking that piece, you know, and and kind of creating this. You have what I want, what I will never have. You know, you you have all the things you need. I'm taking that shit. And again, so this is this is a point where Obi Wan. You know how I talked about. Uh, Luke's life and how hard it was. It's not like Obi-Wan's had a fucking easy life, right? Obi-Wan's gone through some shit, too. Obi-Wan's was taken from his parents at a young age. Obi-Wan watched his master of his whole, pretty much his whole life, uh, killed right in front of him and hold him. You know, Obi-Wan now at this point has seen Satine uh, taken from him. Later on, he sees, you know, we'll get into that in a minute, Anakin, um, you know, his best friend. You see, and all the Jedi. I mean, Obi-Wan's been through some shit, too. But what Obi-Wan always does, what Maul didn't do, is when they, when they chose their paths, is Obi-Wan always steps to the high ground. Everybody thinks, like, Luke should be this great hero and all these things. It was really Obi-Wan that was able to always overcome his dark side, overcome his insecurity, overcome his failures, and everything else, and do the right thing. He's really that, that ultimate good that everybody thought Luke should have been at the end of The Last Jedi. That was Obi-Wan's role, 
You know, Luke's the more conflicted. Obi-Wan always really stayed true. Even if he had a moment of darkness when he uh, when he went after Maul, it was when he was calm and at peace when he defeated Maul. Um, so Obi-Wan's kind of that peace. But even here, after the Satine death, he's still able to not go full dark and all this, and, and still Maul is screwed, then Sidious defeats Maul again, and when they fight, and he takes him away, all sorts of mess, right? Nothing goes right for Maul. Things go bad for Obi-Wan, he fixes it. Things go bad for Maul, and he's, he's more fucked up. Um, so then we fast forward a bit, and we, we go to Rebels. And now this is kind of one of those things that it, it hit me when the last time I watched this last episode, um, or the, really the last the last couple seasons. Maul finds himself an apprentice in Ezra, Right, um, as twisted as is as he is, he doesn't do it right, but he is trying to use Ezra as an apprentice. You don't think about it. Ezra is the exact same age as Luke, same day, same birthday on Empire Day. It was he when he was born, and Luke and Leia were born on Empire Day as well. So now Maul has an apprentice, while Kenobi is looking over Luke, the same exact age. At this point, they're probably sixteen years old each, or fifteen years, whatever they're at. Um, so that was just kind of interesting to me that they both went that route. Now, with Maul's piece, again, he's still looking for revenge. He's still looking to take down the Sith, and he wants to take down Kenobi. He's just driven to take down the person that took everything he loved. While, on the other hand, Kenobi knows Maul is alive at this point. He sensed him. He knows what's going on. Okay, and He knew he was alive after Clone Wars, but he's not coming after revenge. Again, taking that opposite approach of Maul because they're the they're the mirror image of each other. Um, we know the story of of rebels and how you know Ezra was strong enough not to be taken in with Maul and fight it, but he does get drawn in and trapped when Maul brings him to Tatooine and kind of draws out Kenobi. Well, here's Kenobi on this part, and what a great great bit of storytelling in Rebels and Floney again is just you know, a master at Star Wars storytelling. I can't tell you how much I love it, how much I look forward to everything, even this resistance piece, you know. Um but this whole piece when they kinda sit there and they and they they talk before the fight, right? Obi Wan tells Ezra to go away and then Obi Wan and, and Maul have this this little bit of banter going back and forth. You can just feel that their paths have, have been connected the whole time from young Padawan in, in even when they were taken from their, their families young. I bet it's very close to each other, too, in the time frame of that. Then you got um, episode one where their paths, their lives change forever, Losing one losing a master, one losing his legs. You know, the Clone Wars, when they start really getting into uh, a duel of taking what the other loves, and into now, both trying to... They have possible apprentices. Nobody has an apprentice yet, but they're the same exact age, both powerful in the Force. And here we go with this this mad showdown. Probably the, the well at the time they knew one of them was going to die. This was going to be their final showdown. Um, and in the end, it wasn't a big drawn out fight. Like I said, I would have taken three or four more minutes in Episode One, but this one took all of four seconds um, after the the circling of the fire. But fantastic! I thought it was great. It took one slick move from Obi Wan, just stayed calm. He destroyed evil again because he's the ultimate good. Maul is the ultimate evil at this point. Takes him down, but then you realize Obi-Wan, with his compassion, grabs him, doesn't let him fall. And as much hate as Maul has right here, you, you kind of see the the connection he has to Obi-Wan. He's kinda, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, it was a fair fight. You you got me. Um, I have no complaints, but tell me, you know, the who you're looking after here, is he the chosen one? 
you know, and when, when Kenobi says yes, Maul responds back with, good, he'll avenge us both. And it's like one of those things where, wow, you know, he just realized, he's, he just said it too, right? The Sith are what took your master. The Sith are what took your love. The Sith are what took me from my family and my mother and killed my mother, killed my brother, and and took my my future. You know, this this boy will be the one to get revenge. So he's still thinking revenge side. Well, Obi-Wan, you can see, literally feels bad for him because that's not what Obi-Wan's thinking of at all. Obi-Wan's thinking the Chosen One or Luke at this point is here to bring balance, is here to save people, is here to bring good, while Maul is seeing nothing but revenge. So I just think from beginning to end, how they're the mirror image, image of each other had just really never occurred to me until I watched that, that uh, last episode of Rebels and how strong that storytelling was the, the entire time and, and how complicated it was to keep that going. And again, not something we talk about a lot on the shows, on the pages, or nothing I really see spoken about, but... And I don't think we give enough credit to all these storytellers. We look at the visuals, we get the big story, but when you look at the little nuances like that, um, Obi-Wan and Maul, two characters that everybody loves, right? Everybody would love to see a Kenobi movie, everybody would want to see a Maul movie, and they want to see them fight, but you don't look at that relationship and the opposite, how, how they are the whole time, which I think is fucking rad. And I think it's something that should be explored more in either books or just us talking or whatever. It's just a really cool connection or I would love to see like a like a side-by-side comic or some some way where you kind of go through Obi-Wan's upbringing while you see Maul's upbringing right you get them through their teenage years and up through the 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 Phantom Menace and then you kind of just see how each one goes you just see their their paths go side by side the entire way into that final meeting again so you're talking about 40 years of of their of their mirror image of, of them their their paths just going the opposite way, whether the same type of person, and, and had either one chose the opposite way, they could have they could have been friends. Had Maul been a, a good person, they would have been probably the the two greatest Jedi ever, or the or had Obi Wan joined Maul at some point, that would have been the probably the two most powerful Sith you could have had. It could it could have been a, a much different story, or they could have uh, transfer, or, you know, traded places just as easily and had the same type of story because they're that kind of similar character, just one on the light and one on the dark. So that's one of those things that I, I like to talk about and I like to dig into, and that's the kind of shit that gets gets me going, is looking at all these characters and, and how they interact with each other. And not just the, oh, that was great CGI, or oh, that that plot device, and oh, this person's a Larry Sewer, Mary Sewer, this and that. Look at how cool a lot of these stories are. And we'll, we'll get into that again next week. I won't do it this week about the Han, Leia, and Ben um, relationship. Um, none of them are going to be all at all quite as complicated or mind blowing as the Luke one was, but they're all fun to talk about. And really, I'd like everybody to just kind of look at all these these things that we have and that they put out there for us, and really look deeper than just the you know beyond our own noses and what's on the surface of these movies, and look deeper what they've written. Um, George Lucas starting it, Filoni working on it, um, finishing it. it. It's just been phenomenal. So I'm going to switch gears again now since I have a little bit of time. So I, I do want to talk about uh, a little bit of, of my ideas and what, what's really going on. We talked about earlier about these standalone movies and these spinoff movies and the, and the trilogies and everything and what's what's really going on there. Um, and again, nothing's confirmed. I don't have inside sources. I don't have anything, but I do know business, right? Um, I've been in boardrooms. I've been through these things, and I do know a little bit about how the world works. 
Um, most people that have these fake news sites have no fucking clue how the real world works. So what I what I do see is that they do have meetings, that they do go through. Okay, we took Solo as a test. Okay, because it, it is. I think it is pretty certain that Disney probably. I mean, Lucasfilm probably did want to move it to December. And Disney did say, look, we gave you a lot of shit. We gave you a lot of money. We gave you the new director. We gave you, you know, carte blanche. Do whatever you got to do. But we need it done in May. And that stuck to that. And I think it was part of a plan to see, can it hang in May? Can our standalone movies do well in the summer? Blockbuster area, you know, can we put it against Avengers? Dare, uh, Daredevil, shit. Um, Deadpool, you know, Incredibles, all these things, which were you know, Marvel and Pixar and everything else, you know, all the people in the, the conference room earlier I talked about. Um, can it hang with that, and, and can we do this? Lucasfilm, at Disney, I should say, has a, has a little bit of money, okay? So them shelling out $300 million probably isn't that big of a deal, especially when you consider they just made an offer of, what, $71 billion to buy Fox? $71 billion. This $300 million movie they just... Broke me a little bit of profit on didn't make them blink. This is not going to be a, a fire drill inside of uh, Disney headquarters. Just so you know, business wise, that's not what it was. I do see that it was a test. I do see that they 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 wanted to see how it would work with one of their their beloved characters. Um, they kind of want to see the reaction. I bet of the uh, though I know the mall was a late ad. They were going to add somebody. It could have been Java. Could have been anybody. And they wanted to see the reaction to that and how that went over. And I think it went over really well. Um, to see if they can connect movies in in a way, um, I think that part worked. I think um, I do think they're going to go back to December. I do think we're still going to get standalone movies. I don't think that's been canceled. Um, not sure what they're going to be. I I actually think it's going to be built off this solo movie. If anything, I don't see any reason to go to a Kenobi movie at this point or a Fett unless it connects to Solo. I could see a bounty hunter type movie or a Jabba putting together a crew, you know, like big time gangster putting together a crew. I could see Solo being, I mean, Boba Fett and Solo being in that um, without a, without a doubt. Uh, I could see, there was that rumor about the Moss Eisley movie. That could be what they're talking about right there. They've gone to Moss Eisley, they're in Jabba's, that, that's, the, that's the combination I'm talking about, right? That's where all these, these fucking rumors don't make sense. you got a Moss Eisley, a Jabba, and a Boba Fett. That's just one fucking movie. There's no need for three different movies there. That could be one movie. You throw in Han there, you can even have Lando. You can have all sorts of shit going on. That's the the movie, and it can connect, and you can have Maul in there. there. There's all sorts of things they could do with that. So all these rumors where they hear shit, they're just taking bits and pieces and guesses. Um, shit, if I put it on tomorrow, and I and I leaked information to behind the beyond the trailers or to my fucking zero knowledge and, and credibility... Um, if I leaked information to them, they would put it out there like it was gospel, like it was confirmed. Oh, my God, I got somebody at Pinewood Studios that knows about this uh, meeting in Burbank with Iger somehow. Um, I could say that, and they'd run with it. You know, that's how easy it is to fuck with these people. I, I'm about to start doing it. Um, but I think that's what's, what's, what's going to go on. I think we're going to get like a, a spinoff movie connection now. Not like Not quite like the Marvel Universe. But somewhat where you get, well, I guess you could say it like that, right? Where each one's going to connect a little bit. And they've been doing that. They've been leaving breadcrumbs like the the dice, for example, in, in The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens show up in the Han movie. You know, you got little connections to each one. And I think that's what they're doing. I think that was probably the talk. I think it's smart when you, when you have a movie that had, you have two in a row. 
where you had Last Jedi with so much controversy from all these fucking trolls, right? And then you have Solo that was affected, no doubt, by it, okay? Not necessarily by the few bitchy-ass people, but by the people that didn't go see it because the internet drowned them out and, and it took them out of it. Um, there's been a lot of people lately I've talked to. I've talked to somebody the other day. I was at fucking uh, Johnny Carino's restaurant, sitting in the bar with, with my wife. And as I was leaving, something came up, and the guy mentioned Star Wars, so obviously I talked, right? And uh, I said, what did you think about Solo? He says, you know, I, I didn't see it. I said, well, why not? He's all, I said, did you not like Last Jedi? He's all, no, no, I like Last Jedi. He's all, I just heard there was really bad stuff about Solo. I said, that can't be. I said, Solo was phenomenal. I said, there, uh, you know, really fun movie. There's no no way. He's all, well, that's just what I heard. I said, from people? He's all, no, the internet. I'm all, well, shit, that, that's the problem. And I, I, I talked to a guy at my work. He comes in, I asked, you know, he was wearing a Star Wars shirt, so I asked what he thought of Solo. He's all, I haven't got around to seeing it yet. You haven't got around to seeing it yet, and you're wearing a fucking Star Wars shirt. How can you not? Well, you know, the the internet hasn't been... The internet. Again, these fucking people put these fake reviews on, and it slows everybody else down. So you think this this, uh, boycott or this negativity is helping. You're hurting. You're hurting the the franchise. You're hurting the rest of the fans by you being a dick and you fucking making fake reviews and, and putting out clickbait shit, and you're ruining the fun for everybody else. Um... Shit, man. But anyway, to my to back to my point, I I do think they're going through with everything. I do think they need to step back to make sure the plan was right. Um, I do want to make sure they they probably want to make sure that every single thing's in order. That they want to that that uh that they have a solid plan. You notice, Marvel has a fucking slate for days, right? They have a slate for three, four fucking years. Where Star Wars, you just see little bits on their slate. They're still planning it out, seeing how they're gonna deal with this. They're not just hey, let's let's run with the first thing we think of. Solo's been in the works since Lucas had it, so that made sense, right? It was one of those things that was already kind of ready. You already had the Kasdans. It's it's a no brainer to go with Solo. It was it was a good shot. I love the movie. Uh, I think that was the right the right move to start with. Um, and, and the Kenobi movie that if it ever happens, that'll be fine. But everything I see on the internet is nothing but the synopsis from the Kenobi uh, book that came out right before the the last non-canon book, the last Legends book that came out was Kenobi, which is a good book, but it, I don't think it would translate well to screen. But that's what the synopsis is every single time I see Mike Zero or some bullshit talking about it. That's the synopsis, and if you and they 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 prey on people that don't read the books, that don't know the lore, that don't that haven't been following shit to buy into their crap. That, and they don't think that anybody else reads it or that we're not going to tell them. And that's kind of what, what I do. That's kind of my, my thing is I want to make sure everybody knows when, when the bullshit comes up. But anyway, so the Kenobi rumors are bullshit. But I do think one day we will eventually get that movie or something similar. But I don't think it fits in with the Solo, the Fett, the Jabba, the Mos Eisley. I think that's all a connection. And with Maul in there, and oh, God forbid, I, I mean, God forbid, God ho- hoping that, uh, Black Sun is in there too, and I can finally get a Shizor on film. Um, that's kind of where I see all this stuff going. So, you know, um, kind of started there with the Bantha Pudu and the the fake news about all that shit. Went through my take on Maul and Obi Wan. I hope I hope that made sense to you guys. I kind of like I said that was top of my head. I like to just talk about it, flow through it, no notes, just conversate with you about it, see what you think, and then right back to what I think is really going to happen. And what I think really happened in that boardroom was just planning. Nothing about your head is on the chopping block. Nothing about we're canceling movies. Nothing about anything like that. They wanted to sit down, 
with with PowerPoint presentations on the wall. Everybody probably had something they had to bring in. They probably all had action items. Hey, show me your best plan. Give me who you want here. Give me who you want there. Give me the rundown on this movie. Give me the rundown on that. Let's just make sure we, we have a plan together that it's going to work. And when are we going to release these motherfuckers? And we're going to do them in December now. Right? So we, we tested Solo. It didn't work there. Good movie. Good shot. Ron Howard, you know, thank you for coming in and saving everything. Um, we did have a, a breakdown with all that, and the internet fucked us. But let's go ahead and move forward. Let's make some badass shit. And I do, don't get me wrong here, I do believe at some point, because of the backlash and the negativity, there will be quite a bit of fan service. That's why I do kind of buy into the Lando. I buy into the uh, Anakin and Kenobi Force Ghosts. Um, I buy into all that because I do think there will be quite a bit of fan service going forward to kind of make up for some things. I think that was partially, you know, I know Ron Howard won them all in there, but I really do think that was a bit of fan service to get everybody kind of pumped. Uh, I, I do see a lot of that going on. I do think this, uh, the Clone Wars thing and San Diego Comic-Con will be something similar to what I asked for earlier. Like I said, Dark Disciple on a, as, as a animated movie would be fucking rad, but anything, a couple episodes would be cool. Fan service, you know, just to get everybody pumped back up and on Lucasfilm's side again and, and chill the fuck out, which is what Solo could have been if everybody would have been open-minded because it was a really fucking fun movie. Um, you know, I got blasted on there for not seeing it a whole bunch of times. Fuck, man, I got I got a life right now. It's hard, it's hard for me to get out and, and and go see the movie ten times at the moment. But I will go see it again. I'll see it plenty. And it's one of those movies that I know that when I I, I don't either feel good or when I feel sick or when I'm at home doing doing chores, I'm gonna pop it on. Right. The other day, I'll tell you right now, I had them all out and I'm all uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put on Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith is Revenge of the Sith is one of my go-to's with along with Empire with a New Hope, Rogue One, and, I, and I'm thinking Solo and The Force Awakens. I do put those guys on when I'm at home. Those are my my top choices. Um, let's see what that said. That was kind of ranty and all over the place today, but that's how I like it. That's what Hot Topic is. Um, I like to just kind of go talk Star Wars and bullshit with you guys. So if you guys want to leave some notes for me, it would be cool. Um, like I said, I got a lot of good feedback from last time. It was it was probably my favorite episode um, to do, or easily my favorite episode to do with Hot Topic. Uh, one of my favorites in general on a podcast. Um, but you know, leave me some notes. What do you want to talk about? What do you want me to talk about? What do you tell me that tell me something's wrong? Tell me what you, what your opinions are, and I'll either I'll talk about them on the show. No problem at all. I might bitch you out, talk shit, and 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 tear you down a little bit. But you know, it's all in good fun, and I'll still respect your opinion even though you're wrong. Uh, but we can totally do that on this show. It's what I like to do. So shoot me a note. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed today. We're just past the 45-minute mark, which is where I like to end it, unless I'm going off on Luke killing 1.7 million people. Um, so until next time. I'll see you in hell. Yeah. Paul, what I was thinking is that 
we need to cut a promo. Yeah, I've been working on some ideas. It's just I don't really know where to go with it exactly. What if I got like a filter where we could just kind of talk normally and we can have kind of a script, but then yes. I can I can like filter it so that one of us will have one kind of voice and then one will have the other. I want to put my request, make me as Freddy Krueger. Can you do that? Maybe instead of the voices, what if we tried to like write a skit, develop a whole thing and we have a backstory and, but well, I don't know. That might be kind of too long. So well, like screeching cars and explosions and fireworks. and Yeah. And, yeah. Well, what about, I like it. Maybe instead of, you know, doing a filter, we could just like reach out to Robert England himself and maybe Ooh. he can, you know, just record a promo for us sometime. Do you think, I, I mean, we I, might have to like raise some money. We can do a Kickstarter and we could just throw it out to like Robert England and you know sure, just, sure. just all kinds of actors and and I think people will do that I think sure why not well you know what I don't know maybe we're overthinking this whole thing how about if we just tell people where to find us I like that you can find us at who will survive on iTunes Stitcher on the Legion podcast network and on the raw live and unedited podcasting network also on Facebook and Instagram under the same name oh wait can we do it underwater uh, with that, piranhas killing me that would kind of be brutal and if that doesn't work then you can do the regular promo all right well just get in the water and i'll go get some fish all right cool Join the Nerds with Attitude podcast each week, now part of the Raw Live Unedited Network, featuring the Nerds with Attitude podcast. Covering pop culture nerd news. TV shows. Movies. Comics. No! And toys! Also, listen to Nerd Tunes with Scott and Kevin. Movie reviews with President Rob. Kevin interviews and more. And remember, keep it nerdy. Kevin interviews. Nope, that's the show about cats. I talk to cats. In a world with far too many Star Wars podcasts comes one more Star Wars podcast. The Sarlacc Digest, a bi-weekly show covering Star Wars news, toys, book reviews, fan theories, and new canon discussion. All wings report in. Join the Sarlacc Digest hosts as they bring you knowledge and lore. Man, whenever the Yuzon Vong dropped the moon on Chewbacca's head... I shot a Holy tear, shit, dude. What? Not f***ing canon. Jason and Jaina Solo. Why is it so hard for everybody to understand? The passion. So when Luke took off Vader's helmet, you could just see the sadness going in, the lighting and the, and the tears forming, and it's just, the soundtrack just starts raising, and uh, then... You know it's a movie, right? What? The fandom. Okay, so I have my Darth Vader camping chair for the line, my brand new exclusive Luke and Leia vans, my Star Wars pop vinyl wristband that I just got. Oh, oh did I tell you that I was going to get my next... Uh, and the collecting world. I got the orange card of figures. I got the green card. I got the red card. Okay, do you have circles on hand? No circles, half circle? Half circles? Half circle. You got Palpatine Blue Saber? I do, and the barge. What the f***? No, not the barge. The Sarlacc Digest, bringing you line talk and digesting Star Wars topics over a thousand years. Find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're proud members of the RLU, Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network. Find us, rawlivepod.com.